<laughs> so well. That one's ripped the left field. That ball is going to be over the head of Anderson. One hop up against the wall. Sanchez will be at second with a double. His first extra base hit in the big leagues. And welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I'm Jeevo and there's Tim. Hey, mate, how you going? Oh, good, mate. Two nights in a row. What's going on? You don't pay me oh, enough mate. to do this. What's going on? Well, mate, we, we might need to look at that sponsorship. Someone to sponsor the podcast and we can pay Yeah, them. I think we do. Yeah. yeah We've still got tomorrow night to go too, mate. So, you know. Yeah, you're struggle to get me there tomorrow night. Although the rain up here, uh, there might be nothing else to do. Yeah, well, you know, well, you told me that you, you know, if you're not at baseball, you'll talk baseball, so that's why you're here. So, you know, yeah, that, exactly. There's no baseball happening today. <laughs> Obviously, washed out today, mate. Yeah, everything washed out. Um, they were trying to get games at seven, nine thirty, or five, seven, and ten, but uh, they pulled the pin about oh, a couple of hours ago. Fair so, enough. six teams will play tomorrow morning in a virtual yep. gold medal game, and then they'll go from there. Virtual gold medal game. Well, it's at the end of the medal game, but there's the two the two teams that are undefeated, so it'll okay. be a gold medal game. Fair enough. Nice. Well, mate, tonight um, <laughs> we've lost Roger again, so you know, Rog, big shout out. Yeah. Um, two nights in a row. That's a bit rough for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, tonight's guest we have from College Prospects Australia. We have none other than Josh Dean and Alex Howe. We'll bring them both in. Hey, guys, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Good, mate, good. Very good, boys. Glad to be here. Very good. Now, for people that don't know the backgrounds on both Howie and Dina, um, maybe Howie, if you want to start and just sort of go through a bit of your baseball career. Yeah, sure. So um, <clears throat> I grew up in the Illawarra region, uh, started my baseball journey at the age of six, um, playing for Berkeley Eagles, I believe it was. Oh, no. Yep, Berkeley Eagles. We'll go with that. Um, and then obviously made my first rep team for the, for the Illawarra uh, in the under-10s, played all the way through, joined Cronulla in uh, the under-16s, um, long way back. Um, so played with a few seasons there, made into New South Wales Metro team, was uh, fortunate enough to get into the N-Swiss program, which is kind of like a state development, but <clears throat> also not um, as it is now. Um, and then uh, obviously, so played 14, 16, 18s in the Nationals or AYC, and then was able to pick up a college, a college scholarship to Clarendon College in Texas, uh, where I had which is a junior college, uh, small little town, not much happening, uh, but it was a great experience. Definitely a definitely a different culture than what sunny Wollongong is. Um, so, no, that was very good and was able to – was very fortunate and played well and, um, you know, got to transfer down to a Division One university in South Texas uh, called University of Texas Pan American. Uh, so, yeah, I had four years, uh, completed my studies in four and a half years, uh, graduated with a bachelor's degree um, in kinesiology. Uh, was able to get a master's of teaching in Australia, which was able to uh, create my journey into teaching. Um, and then also being the, having the ABL, was able to play seven seasons with the Blue Sox. So retired, you know, a little bit to COVID and old age and not being good enough. So, um, so yeah, so I saw the writing on the wall. And uh, but yeah, look, I've had a fantastic baseball career. Um, it all started with, you know, the coaches I had, the people I had at, at the beginning and people I met all the way through and, you know, got great friendships, you know, like with Josh who's on the podcast with the Stays, you know, he was a groomsman at my wedding. So um, it was pretty fantastic the people you meet uh, throughout throughout your career and 
you know, I'm excited to continue the coaching path and, and see where that goes. Yeah, so obviously not, well, besides a couple of us that actually know what positions you, you did play, um, yeah. just want to sort of go through a rough <clears throat> or a quick history of, of the positions. Yeah, sure, no worries. So as a junior, like prior to leaving uh, for the States uh, College, I was a catcher. Um, so I caught all the way through. Didn't really have another position, you know, being five foot six on a good day, um, you know, being pretty stocky and, and stuff. So there wasn't much happening other than being a catcher and, and maybe playing a bit of the outfield. Um, my freshman year was a catcher. I didn't play much hit. I uh, was playing DH, so I played a lot. Uh, but I was obviously as a DH and kind of got the tap on the shoulder, said, you know, catching's, you know, you're not good enough, um, you're not flexible enough, you're, you know, a lot of things are restricting. So, you know, it's time to ch choose a new position. Uh, back in the day, I was, um, <clears throat> you know, could, had a bit of speed um, and obviously wanted to have my bat in the lineup. Um, so I was able to transition to the outfield. Kind of picked that up pretty quickly, played centre field in my sophomore year and then kind of floated between all three positions my junior and senior year and uh, pretty much played left field and uh, for the Blue Sox. So and then obviously had to catch when uh, some people got hurt and weren't allowed to play anymore. So, um, yeah, so obviously a bit of a utility, but really it was only two positions, outfield and catcher, and then on the bench for a while. So it was uh, <laughs> not too much, no. CH was always taken up by someone who was also from Wollongong. Could never get a start there. <laughs> Mate, I'm surprised you didn't actually get a um, a pitching gig in the Illawarra Classic. I thought that, nah, that would have been. Uh, they don't, no one needs to see that. There's a concrete block I would have slipped on. Probably <laughs> better than Camo getting hit 700 feet by Boss, but, you know, I don't talk about that. <laughs> I, would, I, still I, remember, I still remember that, that it hit the house on the full on the other side of the yeah. road. <laughs> and then the lady came out and moved the car. <laughs> uh, so Josh, Josh's story. Yeah. Yeah, so my story is a little bit different to Howie's story. Um, he started quite young in baseball, so I didn't actually start playing until uh, I was about 12. So I was going into my first season um yeah of, of the age of about 12 or 13 um started down in Wollongong uh, very similar <laughs> to Howie with the uh Wollongong Cardinals um played all my juniors with them and and was lucky enough um when I first started playing to to pick up opportunities in the Illawarra rep teams uh go away to country championships um and then it was my second year in 16s that I was lucky enough um and it was kind of the turning point that sort of um, led me to sort of the career path that I had. Um, joined in the uh, the country squad, and I feel like I was the last person picked on that team um, for the under-16s and went to the AYC, uh, which was over in Perth that year. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to be um, recruited and asked to come to the N-Swiss program, which is the New South Wales um, high-performance program, sort of equivalent these days, um, and spent some time there. Um, that was my second year of 16. So my first um, AYC was the second year of 16. I've never um, represented um, at that level ever before. Um, I played my first year um, of 18s with country. Um, and I was um, with country for, yeah, second year 16s, first year 18s. Um, and then a lot of travel restrictions and, and, um, and training structures happened to travel over the other side of, of Sydney to go to Newcastle. Um, I saw it better fit for, for my family um, and, and the travel to make the move and switch over to um, New South Wales because we'll train in Sydney um, and didn't have to travel as far. Um, so I made that switch over to New South Wales um, for my second year 18s and was lucky enough to be scouted by um, Howie Norsetter, um, who's an Australian scout based out of Melbourne, uh, who at that time was with the Minnesota Twins. Um, so I signed professionally um, just after the AYC in the January after that. Um, and then I went on to finish my year 12 that next year. So I finished my HSC um, before heading over to play uh, two seasons over um, with Minnesota. Um, and in between that, in the off seasons, 
um, and, and leading into that, I'd actually just broken into the uh, Claxton Shield team. So back when it was the old um, setup, I wouldn't say I played a lot um, when you got the Australian infield um, and the silver medal winning team pretty much knocking on your doorstep. You have a great lot of mentors, um, but there's not a lot of game time sitting there. So I learned a lot um, playing with those guys. And then um, obviously the ABL um, eventually started it back up. Um, and I was lucky enough to be a part of the, uh, the inaugural season and the start of that. And then the following seven seasons um, with uh, one season being out with, uh, with a knee injury. Um, but they couldn't keep me away. Um, I actually went on the road and I was the EO. So I still jumped in the car and hung out with the guys. So a lot of people don't know that. But, yeah, so I was uh, ruled out for a knee injury and um, spent my whole summer travelling to every training session with Howie and Trent D'Antonio up here from Wollongong to literally walk around um, and um, do their laundry. Um, but um, I wouldn't change it. It was, uh, it was awesome to, to still be able to be around the team um, and to be able to do that. And then um, since then, um, obviously retired from playing, but um, yeah, very invested in in the coaching side of things now and trying to figure out what we can do to best serve um, our young people and the next generation of players that are coming through now. Mate, you should and have told us that for- last time. You know, you're, you're a proficient at the, at the washing. You know, I wouldn't have had to go and that he help help out with it. You know, you could have done. Yeah, it. that's Come right. Well, you can't be hiding that sort of info. <laughs> well, uh, there are some rules. Um, I remember very early mornings in Perth, walking down the street with four gear bags over my shoulder, and uh, all the boys haven't even got to breakfast yet, and I'm out doing the washing. So, uh, <laughs> so there are some sacrifices, Tim, and. Um, Oh, because no, you put your hand up first, mate. I thought I'd let you uh, yes. do laundry midnight, the last midnight, midnight in um, in West Palm Beach at the local laundromat. Uh, it was a bit of an eye-opener for me. But anyway, so yeah, I, you both mentioned just, you're, you're moving to coaching. Uh, so just I'll, I'll jump in and I can sort of say we, we've done the, the position first before we jump into that. Oh, yeah. Position, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. Hey, yo. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tim. Hey, um, so my positions, um, I was just a corner infielder. Um, when I was overseas, there was a little bit of a talk um, of uh, getting me to potentially try and switch to be a catcher. Um, and I started doing a lot of work. It was, um, it was quite interesting. So uh, when we were training, you'd do uh, a, a number of sessions before you'd start um, some skill sessions in rookie ball and I had to go out pretty much every morning because I was with the third baseman, I was with the first baseman, I was with the catchers. Um, I never caught uh, many games. I caught a couple of state league games for Illawarra. Um, but, yeah, primarily uh, first and third base. And then um, I, I think some people started to uh, realise that if uh, if you play first base and that's the dugout you're in, you don't have to run as far. So I didn't mind that either. <laughs> <coughs> And you weren't hogging the DH spot from Howie or not? No? Uh, there was a little moment there in the middle of my career, the Blue Sox, I was holding down the DH spot for a little while. Um, but like he, uh, he said, a, another, another great friend of ours, a uh, great ball player in Trent D'Antonio, um, sort of snuffed me out a little bit there. So um, I didn't mind that. Um, you know, you, you can take care of your body pretty good when you only got to have four at-bats and have to field. So... <laughs> Um, but um, no, no, yeah, good on DH. Um, yeah, a bit of pinch hitting stuff off the bench and things like that. But yeah, I uh, I did actually uh, feature in uh, one game in left field for the Blue Sox, but I won't talk about how that went. It was a day <laughs> game, and um, yeah, might have uh, lost the ball in the sunshine. That was the first ball that was hit at me, so I never went out there ever again. <laughs> so that was the was <laughs> What's that? Sorry, the the DH position was known as the Illawarra position. Oh, yeah, you could pretty much say that for for a number of years. Yeah, you could say it was just uh, reserved for the guys from the Illawarra. They knew we were driving a long way, so they had to do Needs something. Some rest. <laughs> All righty, we've got everything now, Jevo. We're going to move on yeah, to, to the yeah, the big topic. Right now, <laughs> so, um, as we can probably tell. Howie and uh, Dina and I have done a bit of uh, 
coaching recently. They've coached. I've um, you know carried the clipboard and the stopwatch. Um, we've done we've done the down under winter classic stuff with Osball and uh, been lucky enough to take a couple of teams across to America. Uh, I've done a couple of perfect game tournaments, and Alex and I did the the um, Babe Ruth World Series for the under 18s uh, last year in Missouri. Um, and, and, and Dean, Josh sort of touched on it. Um, what did we need to do? What did we learn from those, uh, taking those teams over? And, you know, how can we do things a little bit better uh, for those kids that are at that sort of high age group about to finish their junior baseball in Australia and, and, and where they go next? So, you know, what, either of you guys want to pick it up from there? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is, um, you know, I know that in my career early on, trying to go over to the States or to, to try and chase baseball opportunities um, and understanding different pathways was quite quite hard to find information on. And I still think there's a lot of information out there now, but I think it's more information overload than it was like it was when uh, Alex and I were getting sorted. So, yeah, so some of the things, um, you know, that we're, we're sort of looking at is obviously trying to just provide as many opportunities for, for young players um, in different aspects, like you mentioned before, the Down Under Winter Classic and um, some of the other um, travelling um, teams with Osborne um, going over to Perfect Game is provide that opportunity to be able to, to showcase talent for kids to play baseball, um, play the game they love, um, meet new friends. You know, um, Alex and I didn't really know each other Um but through baseball um, have, have made a, a great bond and a bond for life. So we want to try and provide those opportunities as best as possible for that next uh, that next level um, and, the, and the new age of, of young players here in Australia, um, which I think if if people can have some, if not more, um, and, I, and I hope a lot of people have more of a career than I had um, overseas and they can fulfil their dreams, if, um, if I can be a part of that journey, um, I'd feel blessed to pass on any information I had or any skills um, that I can give to them to to try and assist them to to achieve what they want to achieve in baseball um, and and overseas and abroad. Um, yeah, that would be that'd be a massive blessing for me and and the best way that I can give back to the game that's given me so much. Yeah, it's a bit I different these days, isn't it, Alex? From when you went to college, how many kids yeah. were there? Look, just to reiterate on what Joshy's saying. Um, from my point of view as well, we, you know, we've both been had some fantastic coaches and mentors throughout career. You know, some the same, maybe some different. Um, you know, my journey into going from Australia to America and you know picking up a college scholarship, we were so like we had no idea what was going on. We didn't, you know, I didn't even really know what a junior college was. Um, you know, leading into that process, you know, it was someone, you know, Andre Desenjardins, who was our and Swiss uh, head of the program for us, um, was a great mentor for both Josh and I. Um, he was probably someone that Josh and I have spoken about a number of a number of times, and kind of a gentleman that gave us both the opportunity one to join and Swiss from. It's kind of a bit of an unknown, and and, and give us a chance to you know, helping me to go to college. So, you know, I think having that, you know, having that experience now, you know, what our path has, giving, having the ability to speak to kids and players and, and, and provide an opportunity, that's, that's our goal. So if we have the ability to, to provide more baseball to what they're already getting, to pass on, maybe a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of guidance, you know, some past experiences, maybe goods and bads of what we've done. Um, you know, I think, you know, that's definitely my goal. And, um, you know, hopefully that's what our legacy can, or my legacy can be. You know, when I am done with baseball completely is that, you know, when, you know, that I have been able to help maybe the next generation or even a few players to, to um, you know, fulfil their dream. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny you both mentioned, you know, friendships and that sort of stuff that come out of the games. You know, I've even seen it this week just from the last couple of years. Um, you know, you get the, the 16s and the 18s at the AYC and they know just as many guys from all the other states that they've played with yeah. 
last year at Perfect Game or last year at Babe Ruth and they, you know, after the game, they'll go and shake hands and chat and, and catch up with their mates and they probably, you know, have all these extra friends from baseball from other states that they would never have met if it wasn't for for these types of things that... Um, 100%. Absolutely, those, those relationships. and they're those memories that we have, like that I have from my junior baseball is, you know, those, you know, those country tournaments, uh, the state tournaments, you know, their nationals, things we got to go on where our trips away, you know, meet new players, any national teams that we got to be a part of, anything like that. You know, they're the relationships that have, and obviously now even more so than back when when I was going through is social media. You know, these kids are so connected with one another talking you know so it is like catching up and it is those friendships that you know hopefully they have for life yeah so moving on um college prospect australia oh, josh what's going on with the dog yeah I, mean, I, think, uh, I think a dog just walked past and uh i've got a i've got a big killer so give me one second i'll go sort this out and then i'll get sorted from there <laughs> alice can start it off so what um so how did this uh we we'll better introduce what College Prospects Australia is and what what the event is. Um, yeah. Why it's a bit different than anything else that um, people have heard about before. Well, I think you know. First of all, I think other than like you know, just the fact that this tournament or this showcase is going to bring college recruit recruiters out to Australia for the first time as like a as a organised showcase. That's something special. You know, that's something where, you know, there are thousands of kids, you know, that are trying to find these scholarships and get these scholarships to certain schools. You know, we are behind the eight ball just due to distance, how far away we are. So having the ability where these, you know, where the Australian players can sit and meet and play in front of these coaches and these recruiters for up to seven days is going to give them so much of a head, head start um, compared to, you know, not attending or even travelling to the States. Straight away, yet, you know, going to the Gold Coast for a week is so much more practical and and affordable than, or, sorry, achievable than heading to the US every year, you know, yeah, and I'm doing these showcases. Like, my first time I ever went to the States was as 19. It was the first time, and I was heading to college for my freshman first semester. You know, it, it is, a, but being to the Gold Coast has been multiple times we've done tournaments or et cetera on the Gold Coast. You know, it's only a 10-hour drive up from Sydney. So yeah. that straight away, you know, is a testament to Osborne. He's saying we're opening this up to all kids. You know, we're opening this up to all the kids that potentially may not have the means to go to the States every year to showcase, but they may have the talent. And that is the hardest part. And that's the hardest part about sport and junior sport these days is, is you know, it is user pay and things are expensive and inflation and obviously mums and dads are working, you know, one, two, three, five jobs to make sure the family runs and, you know, multiple kids and siblings. But the dream's still there, you know. So this the so College Prospects Australia has been six months in the making um, to really try and nut out the, the fine details of this. They've got currently got 10 college recruiters committed to the College Prospects Australia, so to come to the showcase. So, you know, the kids are going to come in. They're going to obviously be in camp together. They're going to eat, play every night. There's going to be those meetings. You know, these recruiters are going to be in speaking to the kids every night, you know, passing on the information of, you know, what college life's like because, that you know, that was a – that was a big adjustment to me. At the age of 19, first time out of the States, really, you know, obviously I'd been away from home, but the first time I was in it, like, I was really fending for myself for the first time. You know, it, it's kind of a decision. I know this is what I like to say to a lot of the kids. Junior college is great. It's going to make you know real quick if you love the game or not because there's two options. It's going to be hard. Like, we would do 13 days straight and we'd get one day off. So, and, and in those 13 days straight on the field, you'd have school, you'd have about six hours on the field, you know, you weren't eating great food, you're in the school cafeteria, you know, you've got a lot of distractions, you know, you, you're in dorms, um, you know, you've got freedom outside that. But you've got to make sure that, especially coming from Australia, you know, being on a scholarship, you need to be 
there ensuring that you're you know you're ready to go in pressing striving to get better and better because you know we are behind the eight ball with against american kids you know some of these kids like tim you've noticed that these kids were playing against in the states they just know the game so much better they're so much more advanced than what our australian kids are not in talent but just in learning the game and knowing the game and then and also being able to play the game day in day out you know that for me i didn't learn to play this game day in day out until you know until i was 19 20 maybe 21 in college and it wasn't even every day you know we were playing you know you know six games a week but that you know there was a lot of double headers you know days off in between you know rest recovery where these kids are playing 90 games in three months you know, I guess that's you know, that's the whole thing. I picked, that's the thing I picked up. You know, it was great taking. You know, how many how many 17, 18, 16, 17, 18 year olds have we taken over to those <laughs> tournaments in the last couple of years? 60, 80, mm. 100, something like that. Yeah. But they're but they're thrown in against teams who play eighty games together. Yeah. Um, talent wise, yeah, we stack up in a particular day. But when we get to day six or seven and we roll out against some high school kids, we're getting hammered. Um, yeah, and we're not, and because you know we're not we're not accustomed to playing for those six days straight, plus travel and there's a lot of factors. But in saying that too, so getting back to the like College Prospects Australia, you know, it is an opportunity to have seven days in front of these college recruiters. Yeah, we we don't stand out amongst the 500 American kids to get that attention, even though we're good enough yeah. to to go and play. So that's yeah. sort of where I think. Should, on that, know, Josh, I might jump in, and I apologise for having to run away to sort out the dog. Like I said, I've got a big killer. Um, yeah, I've got a tiny little moodle, mate. But, um, it, it matches me up pretty well. So, I think one of the biggest things too, um, a lot of those, uh, a lot of Americans, um, when we're talking about going to college and and doing a lot of other things, um, one of the things in recruitment is uh, the coaches want to start and the scouts want to start to stack up and to they create profiles on players. And I think this is one of the biggest um, things that um, I think um, College Prospects Australia um, are trying to do is to be able to provide that showcase opportunity with 10 different schools, not like one or two schools, with 10 different schools that all 10 of those schools will walk away with some profile of you. That's their job to understand who you are, what you are, um, and, and, and whether you can um, help them um, in in their in their path to, to to future successes, but I know um, when it comes to the guys in the states, you know they've got how hard every single one of the kids throws. And I know that we do gather that information here, but that's under the noses of people. And I think you know taught, having a lot of conversations um, before um, college college prospects Australia was um, was sort of developed. Um, I know personally a lot of conversations I've had with people, they're sending videos, they're making videos, they're sending all of their information, their stats to coaches, but there's no guarantee that it's actually getting on their desk. It's no guarantee that that coach is actually watching it. There's no guarantee that you have a situation where you might you might not even get a response. You might not be able to get any feedback on where you can go to from here. So there's a lot of bit of a holding pattern of people going, well, I'm not quite sure what they want. I'm not quite sure how to get to where they want, etc. So having a showcase of seven days being in front of, um, you know, 10 different schools who are wanting to sign Australian people because of the legacy of what people have done before, they want to provide scholarships to Australians. They're not coming out here just to say, oh, we're going for a holiday on the Gold Coast. They're coming out to look at Australians to try to get um, – some more Australians in their programs because they love our work ethic. They love our attitude towards things. They love how humble um, we are in the global um, scheme of baseball. Um, and you're going to be in front of them and they're going to create those profiles. So everything that you're showing them that you'd send in a video is going to be done live in front of them. They're going to see it. You're going to create that connection. You're going to be able to create those contacts. So furthermore, when you go to give... Um, you know, some more videos, some more data. They know who you are. You're you're a person. You're not a number. And when they get a letter from, you know, the next junior player who potentially comes away to College Prospects Australia, they're opening up that, that email. They're opening that file. They want to see your progression. 
so that they can uh, they continue to to go down that path to in the future offer you a scholarship if you're not quite of age yet, or potentially to offer you a scholarship um, towards the end of your schooling so you can go over um, like Alex did and, and potentially start your college career. One thing you said there, and I'll get Alex to to, to answer this one. Um, you said you know, they're coming out to have a look to see if our kids can help them, and that's what it's about. It's not about them. You know, they're trying to put a roster together that wins games and gets their JUCO or their college on the map. Um, these coaches at a JUCO level, they have sort of one goal. They want to win. Those, they've got those two kids there for two years. And then their program, you know, is judged on how they can move kids to the next level, like, like Alex did. So, you know, it's about, you know, the kids being able to help them. Is that right, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. You know, these... These coaches do want the best players that they can they can recruit. You know, that's that's another reason why they're coming all the way to Australia. You know, they you know, it is important, you know, their results do matter. Um, so having you know, having kids that they know the makeup of, they can see the insight, like Josh said, it's not just a number. You know, they can speak to the kid, they can speak to their parents, they can see they can see everything or you know, everything they're willing to see and show from these kids. So and being an international player, receiving a scholarship, you know, that's a big risk on the school. So in the backside of it, like for me, it was, you know, you know, it is a big risk. You know, they're going on a limb. I'm going to give everything I've got. Like this was my dream. And this, for me going to college, that was my next step in in chasing my dream and getting as much out of baseball as I possibly could. Um, and that was my next step. So it was game on. It was, you know, I needed to be on that field every day as much as I possibly can, working out, you know, training, getting better and better each day to try and go as far as I can. And I had a fantastic college career. So, you know, not only having those 10 recruiters, you're going to have Peter Giles um, from Australia Baseball Excellence out there as well um, speaking. You know, he can, he's essentially an expert in putting these or a leader in Australia putting these recruitment packages together, those videos we're talking about, because um, I remember the video I put together was, uh, was <laughs> I don't know how I got recruited with that video. So, you know, he, 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 knows, he knows what they need, um, you know, and, and the best angles and all that. Everything you can provide, no matter what the position is, if you're a pitcher, position player, it doesn't matter. You know, he can make sure he can get that sorted. So... Um, and he's going to be there. He's going to be accessible. He's going to be there the entire time, um, you know, working for himself. He's going to be working with the recruiters, going to be working with the players, um, you know. So it's just, look, like I said, it was six months in the making. You know, I think Osborne as a company providing those opportunities, this is another another opportunity. And this, you know, when I, when I first came across my uh, radar, you know, I was amazed. I was like, it's about time that this happens. It's about time with the amount of Aussies that are going over to the States and playing in college baseball um, and being successful and succeeding and the, the generations that have come uh, before me and, and before these current players now, um, you know, like Josh said, you know, we we have been successful on the world stage um, and we have, you know, been successful in the college system. So, this is the next opportunity going to give a lot of players uh, the chance to get up there in front of college recruiters and chase their dreams. That's a big thing. The profile of Australians has been lifted. There's, you know, more than 100 over there at the moment. I think that's the only reason we can get, you know, 10 college coaches interested in in making a 17-hour flight to the Gold Coast to, to look at these kids because they know there's actually some really good baseballers down here. And I was yeah. just gonna—I was gonna point out like the difference is that background I've got there is—is is where uh, on the way back from the states, I took a couple of the kids, um, mine included, um, to visit a college for a day at JUCO, and that's the playing field of um, National Park College behind my in my background. Um, yeah. That was a an eye opener for those two Aussie kids. Uh, they're at the field at forty degree heat. It's a synthetic field. So she gets a bit warm. It was 40 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning and they were there until the last catcher pop-up got caught at, you know, 2 o'clock and then the kids had to race back, do their schoolwork, get their gym work in, go to the library and, you know, um, it was a real eye-opener to what a, a day in the life of college is. But 
you know, we did that trip and got to see one coach. Um, this opportunity on the Gold Coast, you know, there's, that's tenfold, you know, in you know, in seven days, which yeah. uh, you know, that's the thing so, that really excites me. So can we sort of just go, you know, the format for the seven days? Like, so if we can sort of explain how the seven days sort of runs, just so like obviously there's a lot of people on watching this podcast and. Obviously, you know, they, they're going to sort of want to know what's the format like, you know, if you guys can sort of step through the format, obviously, you know, how it's sort of going to work day in, day out. And Have you guys got the, the... Yeah, 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 I can up. go through that. I can go yep. through that. So um, all the players will be coming in um, on the Sunday um, and um, getting over to um, the CPA's um, partner, um, Voco, um hotels and ever obviously checking in getting all the players together um with a small introduction making sure everyone's got uh is, is ready to go um going into um the rest of the week um we've got a testing on the first thing uh, monday morning so going out getting all the data getting all the numbers but the numbers right then and there so it's accurate it's not being sent from somebody where it has to be ratified um, and I think that's one of the biggest things is that you can send them a number and say, oh, I run this fast. How do they verify that? But with the 10 um, college recruiters there on their stopwatches, watching you do it, watching all of the data getting recorded, um, they're going to have that profile put together for you on you. Um, and then um, we start off um, with our games in the afternoon. So our first game uh, in the afternoon on the Monday. Um, and then for the rest of the week, um, playing uh, two games a day um, and we have seminars uh, in the evening. Um, so you'll be playing um, a game in the a.m., a game in the early p.m. Um, and then in the afternoon, evening, um, coming back, having dinner at the hotel um, and then having um, some seminars. So um, and some of those seminars is, um, you know, you're talking about um, the college um, life, the college pathway, you're going to have people talking about um, a bunch of different things and 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 more so um, the accessibility of the, the coaches being there and the recruiters being there, they, they're going to be able to get, get asked questions at dinner time. Like, oh, hey, listen, what are you looking for? Like, what are you... So you're going to have that that all-access pass for seven days to continue to ask questions, to, to see the how if you're unsure of what the how looks like or the what do you need and what are we looking for and, you know, and, and those kind of things. Um, and that will culminate um, towards the end of the week with obviously um, finishing up um, with our last seminar with a guest speaker and then uh, checking out and everybody going home. So um, I think we play uh, seven games um, throughout that period with a testing day um, and... Um, yeah, we're, we're just going to get in, rip, rip in and uh, get get stuck right in with the uh, recruiters. Like I said, all access pass, like coming in and they'll be all over it. You know, they didn't come 17 hours on an aeroplane not to be looking for, for what's next for them. And um, they're definitely coming out here with um, big picture ideas to bring Australians um, back over to the States, into their programs uh, to, to help them uh, to lift the profile of their program, to help them win, and um, yeah, progress guys in the in their careers onwards and upwards. Do the college coaches talk to each other as well, Alex? Like you know, if say there's a guy out here and oh yeah, he does he doesn't need a first baseman, but he's got a you know one of his mates who Absolutely. coaches somewhere so, else. You know, look, the fact that is the fact that you're going to have seven days access, and the coach is going to have seven seven days of access to these players, and vice versa. You know, they do talk. You know, there are they obviously are in competition with one another, um, but you know they are in a close network. You know, coaches do look after each other in certain aspects and in recruitment. And look, knowing that there is a kid that you know, like you said, first baseman, maybe they're in their team or in their college, they're set. You know, maybe they've got a freshman coming in, they've already recruited, or whatever that looks like. You know, they potentially do have someone maybe not in their conference, but a really close contact, you know, hey, look, I've just seen this kid, I've recruited, you know, we're recruiting, but we're set, you know, here's his information. Or vice versa, you know, they're going to say, oh, hey, put your name out. I think you definitely have standard. We're, we're not quite, you know, we're quite good in that position. But, you know, 
put your name out, you're definitely at this level standard. And obviously having Peter Giles there as well, you know, straight away. So, you know, Peter Giles is going to be able to reiterate that on your behalf, put that package together, make sure those letters are sent, get everything you need to provide a professional package to these colleges, you know, the ones that you haven't met. So, um, yeah. but yeah, straight away, getting seven days. Like, Tim, you know, when you went and visited uh, uh, Richard, Rich. yeah. um, you know, over there in, where's he? Can, uh, He's in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Arkansas, beautiful place. Uh, yeah, it's a bit warm. Yeah, yeah, a bit warm. So, you know, you guys got to experience that for a day. You only got to have access to him for a day. Right, and that was, and you know, obviously he's busy. He's got, you know, yes, you're coming in, you know, being Australian, he's obviously going to go out of his way to make sure he accommodates you guys. But he's also going to get pulled in multiple directions. You know, having him out here and go, your sole purpose is to come out here and find the best players you possibly can. You know, he's going to be solely focused on that. It's his job. He's going to make sure that he wants to get the best, best possible kids out here, and, he, and he's going to have competition. So. You know, he's going to have nine other recruiters out here that he's going to have to, you know, fight for the best players. So, yeah, and I guess know, one, of the, one of the points is, you know, these 10 guys of all, the 10 schools have all been interested in Aussies or had Aussies on their squads before. Yeah. You mentioned it. They're not just 10 random coaches no. that we've, we've managed to pluck out. To and, that's, to the and, look, and that's a huge... When I went to Clarion, you know, just a year before, there was Luke Wilkins, Ryan Griffin. There was another, uh, another player from South Australia... Um, multiple years, all the way back to Andrew Graham, you know, was I believe was like the first Aussie that went over there. He's he's had a fit, gone on to have a stellar career in our coaching career, right? And it's all started. So that's what we've said before that the Aussies have done. Previous Aussies that have gone over the college system have laid the foundation, right? Now we're building upon that, giving more opportunity, you know, getting more kids over there, having. Having the uh, access to you know, only go up and get recruited in our backyard, so you know, and then opening this up to New Zealand players as well, you know, rather you know jumping on a fifteen-hour flight, it's only a three-hour flight over over to Queensland. So, you know, we have been speaking a lot about you know just our Aussie kids, but this is definitely you know opened up to any of our kids that have come to or been a part of Osborne before that are from New Zealand as well. So we. We've been fortunate enough to coach a couple of New Zealand kids, um, you know, while we've been away in the States. And, you know, they're some of the best players, that, junior players that I've ever met, um, you know, and that I believe will have great careers moving forward. And and just on, like, obviously, you know, 10 college coaches over here looking at, you know, recruiting. Um, feedback, you know, feedback from the coaches and feedback from the recruiters, you know, the feedback they're going to give the kids. You know, and obviously, you know, it, it works both ways. You know, they're going to say to the kids, hey, listen, you need to work on A, B and C. Or, you know, you need to work on this or your attitude or whatever it is. Like, they're going to be quite, you know, brutally honest about those those sort of things. Yeah, 100%. I think one of the big things with this type of showcase is that um, it's open to um, kids that might not be right now eligible to be able to go away as well to college. So you've got people who can be recruited right now um, that can go away. You can have um, a younger age group for like the, the following years, etc. Um, and you can come and show your worth. Um, so it's not a situation where, um, you know, like I said, building that profile, um, you're going to get feedback that's going to be honest. You may go away, get stronger, get faster, get do this, um, whatever it might be, um, because that's what we need and that's what we're looking for. So, And I know personally um, in my journey, that was probably one of the major things that um, got me signed was the fact that I had a situation where I was seen at A, then I moved on to B, and I continued to show that growth and development as it went along. Every time I was seen and, and looked at... Um, I, I would always up my game in some aspect. And that those profiles, like I said, not being a number, but being a name to these college recruiters, they might see where you are this year um, and and continue to track your progress and you show, um, show that level of growth and they turn around and say, you're my guy. Like, I need you right now because you're showing me everything that I need and everything that I want. 
um, and, and and they they come and they come and uh, recruit you for for that. So getting that feedback, like you said, the two way street is is not just for um, for our kids just to sort of sit back on, but to to say, hey, you know what? Like if I can show the progress to these guys, if I can show them, you know, jumps in velo, if I can show them progressive jumps in speed and power and strength and even, you know, baseball IQ and uh, physical makeup, progression, um, you know, that they're all the things that go a long way, um, especially when you start trying to look at, um, you know, carving a, carving a career of baseball over in the States. Um, you know, obviously college, professional and beyond, you know, trying to make to the major leagues. So, you know, it's, we're, we're looking at sort of, you know, seven days of these guys just asking, you know, whatever they like and get the answers they actually need. And obviously, it's good for the parents too. You know, the parents can have a, a realisation of, you know, what the coaches are looking for and, you know, the work ethic and the expectations and the schoolwork and, you know, those type of things that sort of need to, you know, part and parcel of college life. Yeah. Okay, one, one yeah, look, look, gonna, look. Sorry, go ahead. Go, Alex. Sorry, I was just going to touch on the academic side of it quickly. Yep. Is that going to take your point off, Tim? So, look, no, the no, academic side of it. So, I graduated my year 12 HSC. Um, I did get an A. In New South Wales, we call it an ATAR. So, it's essentially, um, you know, what you, the number you need to go to university. Um, it wasn't very high. Um, at that point in time, so don't stress on that. But, uh, you know, obviously I did graduate year 12. Going to a junior college, you don't need to sit your SATs, um, which um, is a major, you know, which is, is, is something good for Aussies. You know, it's something that it's just one less thing you don't have to sort of tick off. So being a junior college allows you to play more baseball. There's a lot of factors that we've already gone over. But the academic side of it, you know, you it was basically, you know, what I found junior college to be was a bit more going back. It was kind of like year 11 and 12 all over again um, in a bit more of an open setting. So, obviously, you're going to classes at, you know, Monday, Wednesday, sorry, Monday to Friday, maybe two to, two to three different classes a day, some in the afternoons and evenings. Each college is going to be different. But it was essentially like, you know, you, you had deadlines that you had to meet. Obviously, these had to meet on top of... Um, on your playing requirements. Um, you know, a lot of coaches like to say you're a student, you know, you're a student athlete, right? So you're a student first, athlete second, okay? So but don't, you know, don't take that as a grain of salt either. If you're, you know, you're falling behind as an athlete, you know, they will let you know and, um, you know, you potentially could be passed on in the years to come, which have ha has happened many times. Um, but also too, if you're not taking care of it, things you need to do in the classroom, you know, that then also means that you will become uneligible to play um, in the spring or things like that. So, but anyway, look, Peter Giles will have, you know, way more expertise in all of that. You know, obviously I can only speak from my experiences. You know, I did try and take a hands-on approach when I was talking to my um, uh, student advisor um, over there and wanted to make sure um, that I was on track, you know, and they do help you out. You know, obviously being from a different country, a whole different system. Uh, but let like let me be sure or make sure that everyone's aware that, you know, coming from Australia, you know, finishing year 12, you know, we are in good stead. You know, our schooling systems in Australia is, you know, is very good. You know, it's not going to be a shock. There's a little things here and there. I did find you, uh, my junior college very easy. Um, in, however, you know, the hardest part about that was not being distracted. You know, the actual classwork itself was very straightforward. You know, very a lot of things that we've already done, you know, that a lot of these kids will have done in year 11 and 12. Um, so that wasn't too much of a jump, but it was just, you know, being on your own, being 19, kind of stepping up and saying, you know what, well, I need to take care of my business here, need to take care of everything I need to, to make sure that I can go out and play and perform the best I can. So, you know, as a parent out there, if you're, you know, maybe concerned or anything, it is going to be an opportunity for your um, for your son to kind of have that opportunity to become a man and grow up, um, or daughter, sorry, um, have that opportunity to, to you know, have a bit of independence and, you know, and, and mature. Because I definitely know as a 19-year-old going over there, you know, I did struggle for that first semester. You know, I was probably making some poor decisions staying up too late. 
Um, and then, I, you know, I had a quiet word with myself and it was time to mature and, and change my ways. And, you know, and I saw that not only on the playing field but in the classroom as well. My, you know, first semester, I think I graduated with 3.2, which is still good. It's a B plus or something average. Um, and then from then I didn't get under a 3.6. So I kind of went up from a 3.2 to almost an A average um, from that semester onwards. Um, and like I said, it's quite easy to do. It was just ensuring, okay, we need to now take care of business. I need to go to bed. I need to make sure my schoolwork's done in a timely manner to make sure that, you know, that's something that, you know, this is part of the agreement that I've uh, signed up to and I need to make sure that, you know, I'm taking care of it. Yeah, I'm just, so really just going to address that question that came up, Jevo. Um, you know, as, as Josh and Alex have said, you know, these recruiters are coming out to look at, at, at guys who can help them on the field. Um, but the academics part of it is important when it comes to when you're talking about things like scholarships. Um, and that's where Peter Giles has got a heap of information. But there's very few scholarships available to baseball players. You know, if there's 20 kids on a roster or 25 kids on the roster, they don't have 25 scholarships. So a lot of the the scholarship money comes from the academic side. So that's the – it's not so much the recruiting process um, where the academics play a, a big role, but when you get to the, the money and the financial support that a school might offer in terms of a scholarship, that's where the academics come in and play a much bigger role. Correct? Yeah. To, to go on to the back of that, Tim, I wouldn't say that um, academic levels are... What's the best way to put this? It's not a limiting factor to say you are not going to be able to go to the States and play. Um, if you if you desire to go over and play college baseball and be recruited, it, but um, you're going to be in a situation where um, if you have low SAT scores, you might not get... Um, access to um, scholarship money or extra scholarship money, which might be able to assist you during that um, process. And then obviously, like Alex was saying, you do have to, when you're at college, maintain a minimum level um, of academic standard to make sure that you can play and you're you're available for all the games. So that, well, hopefully that sort of answered that question um, when it comes to the academics of that. And like Alex said, um, one um, benefit with JUCO is that um, you don't have to sit your SATs to be able to um, to qualify to be able to go to a JUCO. And like Alex did, after you um, get into the system, um, if you're playing well and another school wants you and likes you, you can transfer to another school. And because you're already in the college system, um, you can transfer across to other schools and other programs as well. But in saying that, if you've got – if you're the full package, um, it's a good deal as well. I'm not going to – not going to negate from that. So any of the kids out there, I'm going to help the teachers that are on school holidays these days. Listen to your teachers. Make sure you get your schoolwork done and make sure you take care of you in the baseball field. All right? Come from an old teacher. Okay. So if it, obviously now we just need to sort of probably touch on the dates and the times um, of when, you know, this is all happening in the Gold Coast. So we've got from the 30th of June to the 5th of July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, um, yeah, going up on the 30th of June. So, this year, um, yeah, to the 5th of July. Um, and then, um, the College Prospects Australia program will be run every two years. So, um, the future programs will be this year in 2024. Uh, and then the following program will be again in 2026. And, like I said, if you're one of those younger players who um, is creating those profiles or, or, or is getting in front of these college recruiters to show them who you are and ask these questions, um, you have that, that period of time to not only have the contact with them um, but to be able to potentially come back in 2026 as well um, to, to go through and fulfil those dreams, yeah. Yeah, I get just one thing onto that. Alex, it's, it's an August start, isn't it, for um, colleges? So if you're Yeah, a, so they run a different... Like school yeah. is set up as us, they do a, a fall and spring semesters. So they'll run from, you know, August to December, have a one-month break um, over Christmas. You know, a lot of these college kids now that are head back, maybe head back last week, um, and then, you know, they go from, you know, early to mid-January all the way to probably not coming home till mid-May. Um, and then, you know, that's if, sorry, say coming home, 
you know, they're kind of that spring semester's finished, baseball season's finished. You know, some kids or players are staying over there to play at, you know, college summer ball, which also is a fantastic, another fantastic opportunity, um, you know, where they'll get the opportunity to play another 40, 50, 60 games against other college athletes, you know, get billeted out, a lot of, a lot of great things to come from that. Um, but, yeah, so, look, it, you know, each college year, you know, I was able to, like, my college season, I believe, had 55 games in it. That was obviously just in our spring. So that was from beginning February running all the way through to May till our season was done. Uh, we played 55 games. We'd probably play equivalent to about 30 unofficial games in the, in the fall. Um, you know, once again, plenty of rules. All these things here will be going over um, with their coaches and uh, Peter Giles and, and all that uh, at CPA. But, um, you know, so, you know, you, for me... Pardon? Your registrations, when, when, how long are your registrations open for? Yeah, so the registrations are looking at closing um, tomorrow um, for the initial round. If there is people that have um, further interest, obviously, through uh, watching this um, podcast, they can um, jump on um, and go and uh, send an email across um, for a potential um, late registration or to express their um, their interest in this program. Um, it's not going to be a situation that we have a hard cutoff. It's more about um, making sure um, we get as many people um, the opportunity as possible. So if you're sitting here scrambling going, I'm not sure, I haven't registered, I haven't done this, I need to go away and have a conversation. Um, all, all good, with, mate. We've extended it till February, mid-February for, there we for, go. Uh, for regos. So yeah. um, plenty um, of time to, to think about it, get some more info. Jump on the straight from the Godfather, right, Tim? There we go. If I was going to say, if, if, if we get on the Diamonds tomorrow at, at Blacktown and I'm out there uh, in the afternoon, come up and grab me. I'm the, the old bloke with a white beard, not dressed in red. So, you know, Santa Claus on... Um, just be pacing back and forth. Yep, yeah. I've got, I'll have some info <laughs> for anybody um, who wants, you know, got any questions or... Um, yeah. Or needs any more info? Yeah. If not, you know, reach yeah. out to one of us. And further know, to that, reason team, to find out. Like I'll just put this out to more of a, a, a call to the parents and call to kids is that if you are sitting here listening to this and sort of going, I'm not sure if it's for me or if I, ask the questions. Definitely make sure you get all of the information, get it all in front of you. I think one of the biggest things, um, you know, is. I'd be kicking myself if I was sitting in a situation that I was eligible for something like this and I didn't grasp it. You know, this is the first time 10 recruiters have come out to Australia. It's 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 a groundbreaking new thing. Um, you know, there are other opportunities, um, but this is one of the best opportunities that I've seen to be able to be put in front of so many different recruiters. So don't sit back waiting for questions. Please make sure, um, you know, if you're out at the AYC, go and grab Tim. Um, please get in contact um, as best you can and then, um, yeah, go through and um, make sure that, you know, if you are interested, get all the information and, and get a situation that um, uh, you can get sorted and hopefully see you up there um, and, and, yeah, cover all of those bases because it would be, it'd be a, a shame if anyone was to miss out because they didn't ask any of those questions. Anything else, guys? We we covered it all. Yeah, I think so. I um yeah, I just mate, I'm starting to get really amped. You know, like I know, I don't know if it was when I was younger, time felt like it stood still, but it feels like I'm going to have two sleeps and we'll be on the Gold Coast. You know, having this great experience we've just been talking about. And I honestly feel that way. You know, Christmas felt like it was yesterday, and it's nearly a month ago. So, um, you know, before you know, I'll be here, and um, you know, I um. Yeah, hopefully we can um, catch up and meet up with a bunch of these uh, young Australian baseball players. And like we said at the start of the show is um, pass on and, and, and all of our knowledge and hopefully give a situation that, um, you know, Alex and I can continue to give back and provide the opportunities for that next generation to, um, to get sorted um, with their baseball journey, their baseball careers. And, you know, my goal is every single person to surpass what I did in baseball, if that's what their dream is. Because I'd love to watch it all, you know. I don't want to sit back. I want to say, oh, I know that guy, and he look at what he's doing, and you know how good would it be to be turned on, you know, MLB TV or you know looking at the College World Series and watching two, three, 
four, five, six, you know, 10 Aussies, 20 Aussies, you know, imagine what that would be insane. I would absolutely love that. And that's, uh, you know, something that we'd, we'll strive towards. Yeah, and also too, um, there's also the email address there if you have any questions. So obviously info at collegeprospects.com.au so you can email any questions you have there also. And um, yeah, look, I'd love to get you guys back on um, after after the week in um, the Gold Coast. Obviously to have a wrap up and actually tell us what the experience was like, um, how many kids came up and, you know, how, how it all sort of went. That'd be great to sort of get you back on. The, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, we yeah definitely be open to doing that. So yeah, we look forward to it. Really, we're looking forward to uh, running a successful showcase, and um, yeah, we'll get after it. Can't wait. Yeah, and thanks, Jay. Thanks for letting us come on to be able to chat about um, uh, yeah, College Prospects Australia. Like I said, it's uh, it's an amazing thing, and you know, if other people out there don't know, go tell your friends, go tell everybody about it. It's uh, it's a great opportunity. Um, and something that it shouldn't be missed, you know. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of dreamers out there that I see run around the baseball fields, and a lot of kids who have a lot of a lot of passion for this game. So um, yeah, let's spread this word far and wide. It's going to be here um, before we know it, and uh, yeah, the Gold Coast uh, later this year is going to be an amazing time. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate right. you coming on. Thanks for your time. All right, thank Thanks, you. Guys. Well, College Prospects Australia. Um, it's been exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Mate, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, we've had so much going on, like, on, in the college realms in the last month. And it's just another avenue, just another thing that somebody else is, is now doing. And it, it's great to see that, you know, we're giving the opportunity to kids like these opportunities weren't around when I was a kid, you know, and, and, and this is the whole thing, you know, it's, it's great to see that, you know, we can give kids an opportunity to, to look at something else. Um, There's, there's options, there's options out there. You know, you might know a D1 college. There's colleges for every, every kid. Um, That's something that they all say. There's thousands of these things out there. Um, We've only got 10 guys coming out, but that's, it's a lot easier That's to bring ten tough. guys out than than me than a kid try and go to ten schools. Uh, that's yeah. a hard thing to do. So it's and and as the boys said, it's all about the people that have gone before have opened up these doors, and every time a door opens, you know, a double door opens. Um, yeah. You know, and this this is what it's all about. Um, yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, to, to sort of see this thing come off because the more we do it, the more other people will do it. Um, and if we can get, you know, 2,000 kids in colleges playing sport, you know, boys playing baseball, girls playing softball, people playing golf, people going, you know, doing swimming, everything. It's all all an available option for people once that pathway opens up. And it wasn't around when you were a kid. It certainly wasn't around when I was a kid. Um and the the opportunities for the kids growing up now and and going forward it's it just you know mind blowing one one of the things that really really sort of solidifies what they're saying too is about you know having access to these coaches having access to the parents having access to the coaches too yeah. um you know like that that doesn't happen yeah. like uh, i i remember listening to a, a chat i think it was either Ryan Rowan smith talking about it, about, you know, colleges and, you know, they spend like five seconds looking at each college video. If it hasn't got what they want, it's it's next done. One. It's next. Yeah, because yep. they've got so many to look at. And he said, like, it's yep. just like, you know, if, if it doesn't catch your attention, obviously having guys that know how to do these videos properly obviously yep. help them understand, okay, well, this is what I need to do to get in front of people. And and one of the things, and, and you know, we touched on it a fair bit, you know, these colleges have all had Australians. Um, it is a big, it would be a big step for a coach to go, I've never had an Australian. I don't know what an Australian's like. I don't know what their family's like. I don't know what their work yeah. ethic's like. It's a big risk to throw money at a kid or even, uh, you know, there's 25 roster spots. You know, you've got yeah. to, to even give one of those things away to someone you don't know um, would be a big leap. So, 
you know, Ryan has done heaps. Trent's done heaps. Um, yeah. You know, we had we had um, uh, Ben on before. He's done heaps. Um, all of these people are opening up opportunities for for Australian kids, and this is just another opportunity. And that's what and, you know, that's what it's about. And I'd like to just sort of put it out there to everyone, also. You know, and look, you know, we 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 do this for the sippers, and the the reason why this was developed was so people can come on here, showcase what they're doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it to the, to the wider baseball community. And that that's the whole reason I started this thing. It's so people have an opportunity to, to listen to, you know, what people are doing in baseball instead of sort of going, oh, you know. We heard about this, what's it all about, you know, or is it a scam, is it this, is it that? It's about having a platform where people can talk baseball, sell their product, tell us the good things people are doing in baseball so then we can continue to promote the game. Because for way too long, you know, we all know about what's going on, but until we actually hear it from somebody, then we start believing it. And I think, you know, I, that's, that's why I, I looked at this option because I'm thinking – We've got to get the we've got to get the word out there somehow. We've got to make the footprint bigger for baseball, and getting people on like Josh, like Alex, you know Ben Moore's, the you know the Tony Harris's, you know the Darren Macbeths. Like these guys are accessible. You know it's not that it's something you, that can't get done. Um, you know I'm, I'm I can prove that it can work because. We can get people in, you know. So if you do have topics or you do are doing something well at your club and you want to promote it, by all means, you know, send me a message. Give me a shout out. I'm more than happy to have a chat to you about, you know, getting it on here. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate you uh, putting the platform together. That's what it's all about, mate. And um, now tomorrow night, um, yeah, night three, <laughs> Luke Wilson from Rotational Power Performance. Um, he's going to be chatting to us all about, you know, what he does uh, with his programs and things like that. So obviously, you know, we, we spoke to um, Greg Castle last night and obviously, you know, speak to Luke about, you know, what he's doing from that power performance uh, thing like that. Obviously, Tim, you, you just got the same message I got. Yeah. yeah. Tell Bickle to pull his head in, will uh, the serial pest, Shannon Bickle. Anyway, guys, um, yeah, look, another great episode. Hope to see you all tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Um, obviously, you know, if you can't make it, that's fine. As I said, um, no, we we upload all these back onto YouTube so you can watch them later and it also saved here on our Facebook page. So um, for now, um, good night and hope to see you all tomorrow night. So well. I want to rip the left field, that ball in.